sexual agenda. Yes? So everyone is driven by needs. Now, a lot of the needs have turned, there's been a lot of wants that are seen as needs from the mental thing, yeah? So again, a seeming want uh, or, a, or a want is appearing like a seeming need, yes? I want this, but it's almost like ravenously, I gotta have it, yeah? This is where really the field of where the mental state demonstrates uh, a quality it has, which is addictiveness, yes? So from the mental state's view, which we're calling where the problem resides, there's a lot of wants that are essentially needs, yes? So in a sense, when I did the third, when I did the sexual inventory, I realized my most of my activity concerning sex had nothing to really to do with sex. It had to do with garnering self-esteem. Yeah. So at that point, self-esteem was a need. I had to have it because the real drag in my life was the recognition that I'm fucked. Yes. And so that I've really blown it. So I had to try to do something to sort of, yeah, demonstrate another possibility. And I had a little bit of a, it's almost as if uh, how I would convince myself was if a beautiful girl would, would decide to hang out with me horizontally, let's say, that means I'm okay. No matter what else is going on, I must be okay or that, that person would never have seen me, yes? So I was going out every night not to have sex, but to get self-esteem, really. I had to feel better about myself because it was this giant chasm of feeling terrible about myself. Yeah, so I needed something to counteract it, which uh, of course didn't wasn't a solution really. So I had to keep applying, yes, the medicine because it really didn't heal me. But I was in the act of believing something when I kept applying it. Yeah, who knew? I had no idea that was going on. Yeah. So then I saw just by doing a four column inventory, by looking at my role, I saw what part of the agenda was really getting met with all those activities, which was a sense of, or a lack of a sense of self-esteem. Yeah. Now that's a pretty good damn clear diagnosis. And if I start from there, I'm sort of bound to find some damn good relief really, because I, now I know my role in things, yes? I'm starting to see, and let's say, maybe you don't see it as other yet, but maybe you see it as head's role in things, at least, yeah? Which a little bit of distance goes a long way. So now you see the head is seeking for self-esteem all day, and it's causing me to act out in a lot of ways, and I'm really tired of the consequences of all that acting out, yeah? I remember this one time and it had nothing to do with the woman, but I had, you know, I had been run over by the car and stuff. And uh, I was out there using, I got a, my friend from Brooklyn had opened a business in Santa Cruz. So he hired me and he gave me a job at this up and coming uh, vitamin supply and distribution thing. And so I was out and I met this lady and it was one of those one night things to feel better about myself. And then I actually got her a job at that place and she became the receptionist. So every morning I walked in, I saw her <laughs> as a reminder <laughs> of a decision made based on self, who was sort of a drag. And she was a quite a nice person, but I couldn't get over that first uh, thing. So every day was like, a haunting based on my supposed bad behavior, you know? So like tons of shit happened like that. So whatever I thought was working, wasn't working really. Yeah, it was. And <laughs> so, so I don't know where I was at with that, but with the inventory, the premise we're putting out here in this platform is just concerning the exact, the diagnosis of the exact nature of the wrong. That's all, yeah? We're not here to add a 15th step or, a, or you know, or a super 
concept or uh, 15 new traditions. We're just we're just offering an insight that was given to a member, yeah, that has proven to be quite valuable in that member's life. And that insight was, I'm not that. Yeah, really. Yeah, I am not that. And what that meant to me was this irritability, restlessness, the discontent that was pictured as mental agitation. Yes. Demanding constantly to get something. And everything it got was never enough. Yeah. And so it was like a slavery. So when I got into recovery and things started to change, I think it was around the seventh year or something. You know, I was I had the privilege of doing fourth step workshops around. So I used to look at how it works quite a lot, that chapter. And uh, and I'd look at that sentence on page 64 tons of times. Yet this one time I saw it very clearly that self represented something other than me. Yeah very clearly. And as soon as I saw that, then a possibility just dropped in, which is I can be free from it. And then it told me why I has why that possibility wasn't available for years in a like a just had like a flash of an overview of my life. And that was because I was identified as self. Yeah. And basically, my life could have been explained with a very simple statement self can't get out of self and a huge denial about that yeah based on ignorance really yeah i thought i was something other than self and as that's something i could escape self and i basically would do almost anything to get that effect even if it was very short lived yeah and i had tons of consequences after it seemed like incredibly important to get out of this fucking thing <laughs> all the while as that thing. Yeah. And that's the, uh, uh, so when that was cleared up in a flash, it, it told me, Hey, you can be free from that. And it informed me almost like a visual mural of my life that I had been trying to be free as it for quite a long time. And it just cleared everything up, really. So finally, I had the exact nature of the wrong, which is not me in the act of being identified as self, but the mental state where the problem reside is in the act of being identified as self. While we're identified as that, we think we're doing it. Yes. And so a lot of people don't want to get to that bit. Because why? It's another fucking crucifix you got to carry now what I did all you know so basically there's an investment not to know a lot of shit yes because it would seemingly from that point of view it would just add more weight and I'm trying to get out of most of this shit so but when I saw it as an act of being identified as self as a mental activity there was no choice of volition in there there was quite liberating yeah really and it became, I had the basis of recovery, and then this was like a, a huge illuminating factor, yeah? So the, the recovery was there, but then something really lit it up, yeah? Not by doing super steps or anything, but by seeing the exact nature of the wrong. And then doing an inventory based on that premise on page 64, all right, now being convinced, that's the requirement, self manifested in various ways self manifested in is what in various ways is what has defeated us i saw a very clear line drawn be, uh, from self and us i do not believe us is self i don't i believe self is a singularity it's like a uh, who want who, who knows like a deep mental groove that we all share on some level or another and then us means a collective yeah so this singularity residing in the mind i would call it selfing is what has defeated this collective yeah 
That to me is the diagnosis. So I do an inventory and when I get to my role in things, I see self's role in things. And then I tell the truth about self's role in things. And then when self's role or self's habits appear in my life, I bring them to six and seven. I just say, hey, to that, whatever you want to call it, the beloved or higher power or whatever, yourself deeply, hey, I am, you know, entirely ready right now to have this shit reconfigured because basically everything is gold. Yeah. It's just shaped in different forms. Yeah. There's gold and then there's gold handcuffs. So now the gold is used to facilitate a bondage. But if you melted those handcuffs down, you'd have the gold. Yeah. So all these different forms of the mental activity and emotional scars and trauma, whatever people are running into now or calling it, when given over to six and seven through six and seven to that power, the power is like the alchemist. Yes. It will take that which looks this way and then melt it down and then make it look another way. So anger is incredible. It's a huge energy. Yeah. If anger is turned over, it's got a lot of potency that could be put to different use, to better use. When the mental state is firing it like a fucking fire hose, yeah, <laughs> you're getting the biggest whack. You always do. When you're thinking you're screwing them, you're getting screwed yourself more. Yeah. When you turn that over, this power, I feel I've witnessed it. Yeah. I had stuff that had been collected in years of running around like crazy. And when I looked at it, I saw no value in any of it. Yeah. It just motivated me to want to escape even more. Yeah. Then I come into recovery. I surrender the will in life. And that means all this stuff. And I turn it over to the care of this higher power. And then to alchemy, it changes that which seemed to have no value and put great value in it. Yeah. Just like it describes, you know, you will maybe go to some level, but you'll always find out that whatever you were, wherever you thought you were, was put to great use in this program. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's why it's, you know, we didn't want to have a special thing, but we, I did want to have a platform where we could talk about this one thing basically every week. Yeah. Because I believe uh, the mental state loves to fucking forget a miracle in a half hour, but remember a, a seeming slight for 40 years. Yeah. It has a, a way of hiding mountains and then replacing them with molehills. You know, <laughs> it does. It's crazy. So I feel like the constant reminder is quite helpful. And hopefully you do a little bit of an inventory and see uh, which promotes more lightness, my re- looking at my resentments or seeing them as resentments. I feel seeing them as resentments. Yeah, I do. And then if you can look at everything in your own life and see the role that word my plays preceding every all these topics like health, my health, money, my money, that my demonstrates that which is making things seemingly so or not so yeah so we're living it's dreaming really (laughs) and if you don't like it's dreaming (laughs) maybe see it as not you yeah yeah so that's it and if you know, a lot of people I've met, you know, they would call it a demonic possession. They're all ways of saying something took us over and used us for transportation. And basically, for many of us, left us on the side of the road, really, you know, fucking abandoned us. And uh, we got left with all the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't see like I like to look at it as a parasitical movement and you know the old story with the snake who you you find and it's beat up and you bring it back to health and then you're treating it great every day and then you're surprised when it bites you and you ask it why Mr. Snake and he goes I'm a snake you know 
So this parasitical movement doesn't see it as a, a win-win. It has, it, you need to lose for it to win, yes? The, it's not there to share life with you. It wants your life to be. <laughs> if you want to make a deal with it, great, but it's probably going to break the contract. <laughs> It is because it can't help itself. It's a snake, you know. So we use the word self in AA, but to me, a clear, I feel, recognition is selfing, like an activity. It's a mental activity that's going on quite a lot. And every time the attention and interest gets pulled up there, you it's always in the act of being identified as a doer, a thinker, a feeler, the one, yes, yes, the one, yeah, yes, so. The identity. Yes, so there is an act of being identified, but that doesn't mean you're in the act of being identified, yeah? That act of being identified can go on, but you may not be, I don't believe you've ever been in it, but you can live right now as if you're not in it, yeah, yeah? Because really, isn't exactly. this place based on this place is based on seemingly so? We have that experience a lot in AA. You have people come in who think the worst thing ever happened to them, and you know they've been built a little temple around it and have stories about it, and then they just live our way of life for a year, and they come to a complete switcheroo, which is that was the best thing that ever happened to me because it brought me to AA. Yeah. So what was it or what is it? Was it the best or was it the worst? It's really neither. It's based on where we're looking at it from. Yeah. Exactly. So if that's the case, if that's the case and you've been, it says that this is the only point of view you can look at anything from, which is self-centeredness and it's not. Yeah. But listening to the head it will have you locked into self-centeredness it's sort of like that the idea of that huge camera look by and it forgets its hugeness by looking through the small camera that cheap small camera and the cheap small camera has a plastic lens now the super huge incredible hd quality camera is now based on identification saddled with this small plastic lens view and the only thing you can do is maybe if I upgrade it with a Nikon $2,000 lens, I'll see better. But it's the plastic lens is the first lens you see through. So you're going to see through the 2000 Nikon lens through the plastic lens. It doesn't correct it. Yeah. But what happens right. if, the, if the large camera has a realization or here's a realization that it's not the small camera, what will suddenly return the qualities of the big camera that had never left? They would just put on hold, hold because of the act of being identified as the small camera. They haven't gone anywhere. They just haven't, they're like that unsuspected in the resource. Yeah. We can't, we don't expect it while we're taking ourselves to be the small camera. We think this is just the way it is, but it's not. Yeah. So there you go. Excellent. You can put the leash back on. I did. I ran around enough. <laughs> yeah. It's time to, to pin put me in that box. Anything. You know, cram me in that jack of the jack in the box. Just cram me in till the next meeting. Bang. And that would out be it comes. The no, no. You're just assuming there's a lower body. You're assuming there's a lower body. I may be in a box. Ping, you just don't, yeah, you don't see the spring. It's right behind me. And I'm just, yeah. Then they, Amelia crams me back in. And then the next Thursday meeting boom, pops up again. Yeah. That's what it feels like, actually. Because <laughs> I don't talk about this any other time. 
I mean, Amelia doesn't want to hear it, really. The dog doesn't want to hear it. The cat doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> I probably wouldn't want to hear it. Yeah. But here, yeah. <laughs> but the message within is carried with us with our truth with our reality yeah but that doesn't matter that doesn't matter to someone else if they don't see it they don't see it <laughs> they don't i mean you could be as bright as the sun it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> the ability <laughs> to not see what's going on is quite strong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's self-illuminating. I like the idea of attraction, not promotion. I like the idea of attraction, not promotion. Yes. Exactly. Truly, truly. I mean, there's nothing worse when someone doesn't want to hear about recovery and like someone who you like or care about, like, or a suffering mother wants you to have a talk and you're like, all right, sure, based because you're more doing it for the mother, yeah? Because the kid has no fucking interest whatsoever. <laughs> and maybe some colonel will get in there, who knows, I don't know. So basically you show up or you don't, but uh, sometimes the best, I, I do not, I'm a real believer in not keeping people from their bottoms completely a real believer in that because there's got to be a convinced yeah it's a prerequisite in the first few chapters of our book being convinced is the requirement yeah now you can have do it in easier softer way or the harder way but for most of us it was the harder way really is it yeah That's i mean true. i sat in a rehab once I sat in a program in Project Return. I was so out to lunch, even when I was sitting there and the and the council was talking to me, it was just going. I could just feel a little wind in the top of my hair. Just, going, just like, what the fuck? It was like an airstream going on. Nothing was landing at all. I was I was destined to have to go back out, get my ass completely kicked. And then somehow something became malleable. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So do we have anybody who is interested in raising your little virtual hands? Any questions for ah Tom? Tom, Tom F. Hi. Let's not think what the F means. Let's not go there. Just leave it alone. Tom F. <laughs> Tom is fine. <laughs> Hi. Um, the other day, I talked to you a bit. You know, in a nutshell, I've been sober 40 years and I'm 69 years old and I'm at a bottom. And, uh, and I, I keep, and I worked with a guy for a long time on this thing called emotional sobriety. And I never got it, I guess, because um, I got all kinds of emotional issues going on that would, that would qualify for a guy that has emotional sobriety problems. But, you know, I don't know what, but I don't know. It sounds to me like Tom trying to take his idea of himself and go fix himself because it's it's not in the big book number one and well maybe it is i don't know i'm i'm fucked up but my i don't know it's like i don't know where to go i'm i'm, I'm sitting with you right now you know because I've, I've been to meetings i've been to the east i've done these things i got the great story but i i understand why people with long-term sobriety drink again or blow their brains out i know exactly why Okay, I know exactly why. Because the sheep ain't going to get it, and he knows he's never going to get it. And the lion doesn't seem to want anything to do with him. So I'm, you know, what do you do? Where do you go? I don't know if that emotional sobriety would fix it. You know. Well, I mean, you yeah, know, if you have a chance to, 
If you have a chance, Tom, remember, just like they said in the book about if you're having trouble with sex and stuff, the best thing is to work with others, do service, yeah? Be it not with family members or familiar, but just do service. I remember the best time I would have, let's say, I remember I went to Sai Baba's ashram in uh, India a long time ago. And I just worked in the kitchen. Felt fucking great. Yeah. The service to me for certain types of heads is an imperative. It works better than anything else. So if you feel uh, that there's only one place of opportunity that must be you, you'll find it by getting immersed in another event. Yeah. You'll find you'll you'll, fi- you'll find what you're looking for when you're not looking for it, really. Yeah, and I feel service is is for the type that if you've are a real addict and alcoholic, that's why it's one part of the triangle. It's essential service because of the tendency of the head to dwell on itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh yeah. You're not enough. The, the two, you know, the policeman and the thief don't respect you as a referee. They just fucking clinch and fuck up, and, mm. you know, <laughs> people in the balls and like that. And you're trying to go, hey, wait a minute. Wait. They don't give a shit. They're not listening. They don't. They so, don't. so the idea is um, you just feel better. And that's a good place to start for any change. Yeah just to feel a little better. And, uh, you know, we have a St. Anthony's here in San, you know, near here that they feed people like twice a day, I think, uh, the St. Vincent. Uh, yeah, and so, I mean, it's a great, you just lose interest in yourself, at least for a little while. And uh, that goes a long way because what you want to get out of the room in your little healing hospital is the supposed doctor. You don't want him to come in. <laughs> His coming in is causing the the disease to fall, you know, the fester and grow. So how do we send it around the corner for a half an hour? Well, service. It's always been a tried and true method for years and years, thousands of years, if there are years. Yeah. So. I'm a real believer when someone describes something like you are, I feel pretty uh, confident in a suggestion concerning service because it will give you a new perspective about you. Yeah. It works for me. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I mean, I did, I remember, I remember when I did this thing in, in, uh, and it all came from recovery really. Recovery gave me, showed me the value of service. So when I would enter another community, uh, I remember I did this thing in uh, Australia and I really dug the, the whole event. And one of the biggest parts of it was while you were doing all this cathartic shit, there was a large group of people sitting around the, the, the circumference of the meeting, not saying anything, just holding the space, so to speak. Yeah. So that interests me more than anything else. So I got involved. So I did the service there for a couple of years with that group. I'd come from wherever I was and go there. And the people that were sitting there, when they weren't there, they were doing other shit, like making the food and everything like that. So then I just, I saw, you know, I went into that first pool, got what was available, but I really saw the value was to, to be the pool boy yeah, work around the pool and you know, I'll, I'll get a whole different sense of this pool and the swimming. And I did, I didn't have to do it the rest of my life. I did it for a few rotations and I gave it up. You know, it's like we say the spirit of rotation. So, uh, yeah, this great value because a lot of people come here and they, when they're talking, I hear what they're saying, but I basically I hear more of a diagnostic, yeah? It's basically like they're saying, you know, I can't get out of something. And so if that's the case, 
the head is appearing on one level, which is the house is on fire and it's burning and it doesn't, you know, but it's thinking I'm going to just entertain. There's no house and no fire. It's not working. You need a pail of water. So to me, the pail of water in a lot of cases is service. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the fire gets put out, you can sit with us and, and, and learn about uh, what it's like to be used as a fire starter. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) While the fire is going, you just need relief. And to me, the quickest, more, most guaranteed form is service. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's nice if you can be of service and just take a walk or shit like that. But sometimes, you seemingly are up the ass of self, so you need a divine proctologist. So it's got to look like, you know, a prong goes up there and pulls you out, which would be an act of service. Yeah. Okay. So, and then chill out here when you want. Come here and, uh, yeah, you know, it's a, a lot of awakenings really are rude awakenings because you awake to some facts that to that which has been discovered is quite uncomfortable for. Yeah, that which has a huge sense of imagery. Like for me, when I came in AA, they told me, hey, you got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. But I thought my face was my ass. Yeah, I was living for the head's image. Seriously. Yeah, I was more there was more emphasis on that than anything else yeah so i was i had to learn about my ass yeah and my head to see that you know i better fucking take you know put my ass in the chair (laughs) yeah and uh quickly i had that anatomy session and things got clearer yes yeah so yeah I can't say I do much formal service now other than the talks and everything, but I feel I built up enough credibility of doing t- lots of service. And part of doing service is the hope that it turns into an attitude of being of service. Yeah. So I don't need to do service like a, for, as a, a very high efficiency uh, solution to a problem if I'm not having the problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there. I hope that makes a little sense, Tom. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, everything that you've ever done has incredible value. The head wanted to have a certain kind of value, and it's pissed off that that's been seen to be bogus, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's but pissed you off to touch a lot of people through Kirtan and shit like that. So you were you were being used to spread a lot of value. So yeah, this idea of, you know, it was all self-centered. No, it wasn't. Just like if you give someone a sandwich who's starving, they don't give a shit what your intention was. It was the sandwich that was needed. They didn't have, they weren't, they're not concerned if you felt you were doing it selfishly or not they want the sandwich that's what they need you know what i mean the other stuff is all superfluous so life's using us and then there's a narration about us (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. what i mean oh i can't do any service anymore it's it's with selfish you know that's that's insane to me (laughs) yeah yeah that's beautiful there's this island there's about there's plenty of opportunities here to be a service. We're off grid. And so is everybody yes. else. And there's always something broken, always something that needs hit, fixed. And people need shit all the time. And uh, so thank you. There's lots of opportunity here. Yeah, there so you much. go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And when the house is burned down, I'll come back and talk some more. Thank you. <laughs> the house yeah, is burning yeah. right now, but that's, I, heard, I heard what you said. I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. 
Uh, Kurt has his hand. He'd like to contribute a little. Hey, you guys. Hey, Paul. You know, I um, I was in an emotional sobriety workshop about nine years ago, and um, it was really interesting because I had the same kind of experience um, that I had probably 12 years ago when I realized I wasn't a condition. And like you said, you know, as soon as I saw it wasn't a condition, the possibility to be free from the condition was available where it wasn't before. So let me, I want to read something if you don't mind. This is an emotional sobriety bills letter. And I read this in this workshop and, and it was completely being missed. And, but it was clear to me. It said, suddenly I realized what the matter was. And it was like, that's the revelatory insight, right? That's the like, but then it said this and it, it didn't make sense at all. My basic flaw had always been dependence, almost absolute dependence on people, circumstances to supply me with prestige, security and the like, failing to get these according to my perfectionist dreams and specifications, I had fought for them. When defeat came, so did my depression. But that's not how I read it. I read it like this. Suddenly I realized what the matter was. Self's basic flaw had always been dependence, almost absolute dependence on people and circumstances to supply self with prestige, security, and the like. Failing to get these according to self's perfectionist dreams and specifications, self had fought for them. And when defeat came, so did depression. It totally reorganized the way I was seeing the condition. And it wasn't, yes. I wasn't identified as the condition. And I just think that's the message that I hear every week and have for years in this meeting. That is constantly being represented over and over and over and over and over. And I've watched people that have come in and said, I don't know what the fuck Paul's saying. But then after a couple of years, it makes sense. Or a couple, you know, where they keep pushing up against it, pushing up against it, pushing up against it. And um, so I really appreciate the format and I just wanted to share that. So thanks. No, that's great. Yes, that's basically uh, Yeah. Something once made sense is seen to be insane. And now another sense is made out of it. Yeah. And then there's a recognition of its role in things, yeah? Masquerading as our role in things. And now, instead of like, there's some garbage in the house, you bring the whole house, now you just bring the garbage out, yeah? Because you're recognizing what you're not. So you can bring that out. It doesn't have to be the whole house, yes? Yeah. So six and seven as an activity, uh, like it says in AA, you know, clean house. What is that but six and seven? The continually cleaning of the house that something has entertained as being the master of and now is seen as a visitor and let's say an unwanted visitor. Yeah. So now we're clearing, you know, there's a cleaning of that by six and seven. Bring it into that alchemy move, and there you go. Yeah. So what's what's relied on is awareness. You become aware, not self-aware. You become aware of self. Yeah. Becoming self-aware causes an unawareness of a lot of shit, but becoming aware of self is quite valuable. Yeah, because we are awareness. Yes. When you become aware as self, that self-awareness doesn't serve us. Yeah, it serves self, as you just shared. But when you're aware of self and the awareness is in its proper place, that which is before everything, let's call it spirit, spiritual condition. Yeah, then things 
your horse is in front of the cart. Things start making sense <laughs> in a different way than the mental logic has it all strung out. Yeah, you see the insanity of it. Yeah. It's almost one of those promises like a whole new, like a new world comes into view. You know, it's like very descriptive when that promise, the whole, you know, a new world comes into view. It's like, it's like what you said. But I think, Bill, don't you think, you know, he popped in and out of identifying as the condition. And then every once in a while, he'd, sure. say, he'd say something like being convinced itself manifest in various ways what defeated us. And then he'd jump back in and identify as the condition. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because a lot of it was downloaded. And then there was downloads that were left on, alone. And there was downloads that were claimed. Mm -hmm. So that, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're taking ourselves to be uh, a jellyfish, we see everything as pertaining to a jellyfish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but the nuggets are there yeah. in the big book, yeah. many of them. Yeah. And they use the word self probably more than anything else in the book, don't they? Mm -hmm. Definitely more than alcohol. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So let's get clear on that. And self isn't selves it's not a plural it's a singularity it's an idea yeah that gains traction through repetition the head just beats that fucking drum all day yeah and if you try to go in the head as the head you're gonna come out as a product of the head <laughs> yeah it's just that's, yeah yeah, self can't get out of self. So you see the futility of it, but it's like a hallelujah. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't beget frustration. When you see, when you run into the futility as it, you get super pissed and frustrated. But when you see the futility from outside of it, it's like a big hallelujah. Because you recognize it's a failed system. It's been demonstrating it. We just haven't read it. It's been demonstrating it for years. I'm truly, it's like shouting, I'm truly not reliable <laughs> as we keep relying on it. It does really. <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's, it's like an echo in it all. You know, I'm truly not reliable, but if you're gonna rely on me, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so, Thanks. and of course, self-reliance is the, is the, the cause of the anxiety or the fear. Yeah. It's what amplifies and gives uh, a lot of meaning to the fear. It's rooted in self-reliance. So obviously that would be helpful if you're trying to constantly stamp out fear, like a fire that keeps self spreading and you're getting frustrated. It's because it's not the fear it's self-reliance. When there's a loss of interest in self, there'll be an outgrowing of fear just a natural response to a, an appropriate alignment. Yeah, so that's a huge gift of recovery in the big book is self-reliance. Yeah, why do we have so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? You can't get a bet, clearer diagnosis than that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right there in the book. So, I mean, obviously, so, most people not understanding how relying on self would look like as being identified as it yeah are constantly trying to work on fear mm -hmm. all the while uh, reinforcing that which is present or begetting the fear it's uh, amazing yeah? Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Great. that's amazing I mean, and it's an easy thing to correct. Just read the book <laughs> with another pair of glasses. Yeah, it says it right there, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's right there. He says, why are you in so much fear today? He's saying it to millions of views and he has one diagnosis. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? All right. I didn't think that was the case. I thought I was in fear because I'm getting fired from my job. But in fact, that's an expression of it, 
but the real basis of it is self-reliance. Yeah. Doesn't mean you don't have to deal with the expression, but it's nice to have an understanding. If you really want to get relief from the expressions, it's not like playing whack-a-moles with the expressions. You want to get to the basis. If that changes, you won't have to be a master of whack-a-mole because less shit will hit the fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, isn't that the case? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it behooves us to start understanding if the problem resides in the mind, a little bit about mind, because if the problem resides there, it's infected mind, obviously. Yes? (laughs) And therefore, all these things that are of mind that there's a reliance on, they've all been infected. And now they're, for many of us, they're not reliable. Doesn't mean if someone else is reliable, well, great for them, but it's not reliable here. And tell the fucking truth, be honest. Yeah. So, but yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Paul, we had a couple of hands, but James Lebowski dropped his hand. Do you still have a question, James? Jacob has two hands, but it's on Alex's neck, the back of her neck. Probably going to get a whole lot more out of it than the answers. Yeah, that's pretty good. Lebowski, where where did Lebowski go? I think he left for a minute. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Jimmy R. He has his hand up. Jimmy. Hey, there Bob. He is. <laughs> My name is Jimmy. I'd be the real. Um, I was wondering. Um, you keep saying uh, take it to six and seven. That that's the alchemist. How does that differ from step ten being alchemy as well? When the defect runs out of the four stalls of resentment, selfishness, dishonesty, and fear dressed up however they are, don't we ask God to remove them at once? I think uh, that's just another like mop up thing. So if what gets past six and seven, you, you find it in 10 by taking your daily inventory. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the six and seven uh isn't more it isn't like an inventory it's it's the process i use in when shit's seen in life yeah maybe i'm sitting at a meeting maybe i'm somewhere else and then i see an old uh pattern of let's say alcoholism and then i just make a statement hey i'm entirely ready or like sometimes when i wake up in the morning the dream that was going on had a pattern, a familiar, uh, let's say, pattern rooted in fear. So when I wake up, I do step six and seven. So uh, I see 10 is just if if anything else gets through the filter of six and seven, you catch it in 10. Yes. Well, isn't that what 10 is see. Run, running all through the day? you're checking for these things so if it crops up uh, you're not actually putting this on a pen to paper it never says anything about that uh just this is your walking around step so as these things show up you go oh that's that right there ask god to remove it at once it just cropped up well that's like that's then like six and seven but i'm not sitting there trying to check stuff it just shows up exactly yeah so i don't do uh I don't go through 10, I just do six and seven. Maybe because I did 10 quite a lot younger, but I just rely on six and seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking at the reaction to it, if it's a resentment or something like that. I'm seeing a pattern of alcoholism, almost like uh, like bat data in a program. I see a little bit of data that I've recognized in the stream of programming. 
Yeah, I haven't called it anything. I just bring it right to six and seven. Yeah. But you, don't, don't you think that uh, step 10 is kind of evolutionary? In your first couple of years of uh, alcoholism, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a reactionary thing, but then it starts to become something that happens in your thinking. So as you notice these crop up in your thinking, that's when you're changing it. Uh, you know, discuss it with somebody. You make amends, not to somebody, but you make amends to your thinking. And then you turn your thoughts over to somebody that you can help. Not, you don't go help somebody. You just turn your thoughts. You're changing your whole thought process. This is a whole different way as it's evolutionary in step 10, that it doesn't become something that's actually in the, uh, that has happened. It's in your thought process. So you're, you're rewiring yourself. You are, uh, uh, the, the alchemy of the of these things firing together uh, is, is a whole different way. We're on the the super highways of of higher thought life at this point. Uh, I can see that, but to me, it's more uh, six and seven in a way is clearer because the sense of self can creep into being the one who's seeing the thoughts and are going to change the thoughts or correct this and that. For me, it's more like uh, instead of having a horse I'm riding with a saddle, it's like witnessing a horse running around. So six and seven has just a much not so formulated uh, feeling, which works better where I am anyway. Yeah, but I see I did the formalized thing in 10 for years in the beginning, uh, I feel there's six and seven is more like a free range activity. Yeah, I'm not I having, I don't have, and I don't have an intention of changing anything. I don't, I just see it and I leave it up to something else. Yes, I don't have an intention of changing it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not interested in changing my thinking really that much. Yeah, I used all this stuff to see how crazy the thinking was. And then I feel like I can be directed from something before thinking. I'm not trying to correct my thoughts or, yeah. I don't really, I don't, I don't find uh, the greatest value in living from thought. Yeah. So yeah, six and seven is just a cleaner way for me. I don't get to 10 much anymore which is nice, but I see the value in it. Yes, but I just, I like riding the other way, six and seven. Yeah, there's a self, the movement of the head claims everything. Yeah, so when there's a sense of improvement or this is, I'm gonna change the way I think and stuff, uh, I feel it leaves a little bit of an opening for selfing to claim it quite well. Six and seven seems a lot clearer and cleaner for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't really wanna change the thoughts. I just wanna see them as thoughts, not as mine, yeah. I think the wanting to change it has a lot to do sometimes with their my thoughts. Yeah, so that's how I see it today. But Thank I understand. Thank you so much, Paul, yeah. for the clarification. I yeah, I it. saw it so much, but I, where I what happened with me? Uh, this is just personal, impersonally impersonal, but. Uh, 10 and 11, I feel like I am a condition. I'm not trying to maintain it. And I've adapted or adopted the, the agenda of AA, which is 12, yeah. So I don't go to 10 and 11 much. Yeah, yeah. I feel like being awake is the constant uh, availability of improving one's conscious contact, yeah. So, but then again, I did it in the beginning because I need to, I needed to, yeah, yeah.
So, yeah, but whatever is needed or works. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, yeah. Jimmy. Looks like we have no hands right now. Do you want to say your hellos? When uh, I want to, I want to speak a little more about the Jimmy about what Jimmy brought up. Okay. What's coming up with me is I've really lost interest in getting better. Yeah. I have. I've lost interest in changing anything really. I mean, on these levels. I'm more open to be changed, obviously, but the idea of changing or, or uh, I lost interest somewhere along the way about that. Yeah, so I think I, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't you think I the think losing so. interest comes when there is a recognition of the selfing and the self well, yeah, being sure. separate from us? Well, yeah, the recognition of the selfing is actually happening all day, but the understanding that it's not us is really valuable. Yes. But the selfing has been happening for a while. Yeah. That's not a revelation, but it's the idea that it's not us. Yeah. See, something's happening. Yeah, Mickey. And then yeah, there's yeah. a reaction. Let's say we're the audience. And when the the audience, when this stuff is presented, really the whole event is premised on the reaction of the audience. So if the audience takes this information to be about a you, you, Yes, then in a way, the hand just slips into the glove. Yes. Now, if the same information is seen as not you, that to me is the pivot of losing interest in it. Yeah, but it's just the head's yeah. presenting life pretty much the same way it's always presented life in a lot of ways. Yes. Right. Yeah. That but there's stays, a living that, that before the presentation. Would... And, and there's a living that, before the presentation. Not, is that not the self trying to get out of self? And well, then yeah, realizing that it's not. The presentation. I'm sorry, I'm cutting in, I'm jumping in on you. So go ahead that uh, the, uh, the self trying to get out of self or the selfing trying to get out of the selfing um, uh, is it becomes a whole, it becomes apparent when there is the recognition that self is not us. Yes. Yes, and see, then there's a living going on before the self's interpretation of it. When we, when we take the self's identification, we live, we leave the living, so to speak, and now we live from an interpretation. Yeah. Okay. So we're basically waiting for the head to tell us what's going on. Literally. Yes. We have eyes to see, but we're blind, and we're we're relying on the interpretation that the head is giving about life. Yeah. True. So when you see it as not you, you start living before thought, really. Yeah. And you right. start getting moved by something other than thought. Yes. Yes. Because there'll be a lot of thoughts that you should turn right, and you keep going straight. Yeah. So you're not being driven by thought. You're being driven some before thought, which is nice. I feel it works better. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
I don't know how much you can align a failed system with something that works. Yeah. <laughs> so not. I, yeah. Yeah. So I see Bruce selfing as a mental. Up. Bruce hmm? has his hand up. Paul, are you ready to address Bruce? Well, no, but go ahead, yes. <laughs> All right, real brief. Yeah, the six and seven I found attractive. As an example, after a meeting one day, there was a kind of a, a newer new person. Says, let's just take a walk, literally take a walk around the block. You want to share, be honest and open and came back around and uh, it was all cleaned out and we went, you know, on our merry ways. I don't know, lately I've been, uh, this image of a, a boat um, waking waves, the wake of a boat, um, but, you know, not seeing, uh, you know, much into it. But after this meeting, yeah, it's, it's opening up a little more in the sense that I'm not the boat, making the waves and when i'm planing on the waters um you know there's no not much wake to make waves so i don't know just sharing that thank you for this yeah. meeting yes thank you bruce yeah when all said and done the door to a pause has opened, yes. P-A-U-S-E. You can it's sort of like Superman always having to find a telephone booth to change. We got a ready-made telephone booth, just right where you are, no matter what. There's a pause, yeah. Always available, so huh? Yeah, and the thing is, these thoughts and these understandings and whatever we're sharing is more about uh, provoking a sense feltness than an intellectual understanding. Yes? Yeah. Indicates the truth. Yes, that, that presence or whatever you want to call it that doesn't need to be itemized or branded or named. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. so frequently available, you know, right where you are, no matter what. I don't see you can escape the fact that that's what we are, really. But hey, yeah. We are what we're looking for. Pause away. Pause away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were just talking some very interesting ideas and there was just a, a beautiful gulf of presence, yeah. <laughs> I love the conversation. Drop, drop, just dive off the rafts and swim in that. <laughs> There's no raft to the other shore. <laughs> There is no other shore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's lovely. Eh? It's a lovely opportunity. Yeah. The luxury we all have has been afforded to us by a, a program of recovery. Yes. Many of us. Without th that thing being addressed, uh, shit, who knows what would be happening. <laughs> right and i'm grateful every day we'd be trying we'd be trying to borrow money from some of the squares <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well yeah it was wonderful nice nice gathering nice gathering that set me off so yeah we won't be here tomorrow night we're going to be here at 4 30 pacific time to share at that group uh, awakening together, but that will be the last time I think for a while. 
for the rest of the month of September. So, because it doesn't work with the times in Italy. All right. So I'll see you guys, some of you, and uh, and we'll probably see each other soon. Just go to the website. We'll try to keep it up to date. And I think we start the retreat on the 14th. We're going to probably do some, they're going to be recorded and we'll put them on YouTube. So we're going to have two talks a day. And, uh, you know, Wednesday till Wednesday or something, Thursday to Wednesday. And I think it starts the 14th to the 21st. So yeah, we'll be putting out those talks on YouTube probably quickly. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So I'll miss everybody and uh, and I'll see some of you today and I'll see, and we may be doing some of these. Actually, we're doing, we're gonna do some of these. Uh, yeah, so just look up the website because it, that's, it's later at night I can do them. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks. I hope I made you more confused about the schedule with the attention <laughs> of making it less confusing, but there you go. See you, Kurt. See everybody. Thanks.